Where do themes come from? Because in this case, it's a dark, rainy Friday morning, I picked a dark, ambient sound on my synth. Is that what brought about this theme? Which, again, was unplanned. I had actually, while I was setting up for the podcast, come up with something faster and less obviously thematic, which is kind of what I wanted to do to demonstrate how... A theme can emerge out of a bunch of non-thematic material. Let me back up and do that. So that was more of my original idea, and now 
I have to remember the actual one I did. Because what I've found is that themes want to emerge. Structure, which itself emerges, musical structure, which itself emerges out of thematic material, requires something thematic and sound, even if it's sound effects like this, eventually, in and of itself, wants to emerge into a form and needs theme to do that. So if I do something like I started doing just a minute ago, and it kind of doesn't sound very thematic. There is this suggestion. Something like that with a bunch of minor thirds and that kind of stuff. But it doesn't necessarily feel like a theme, but it can become one because, to my mind, it simply wants to become that. If you don't let it, if you choose as a musician to avoid all structure and order, then I suppose it can just be a mess of sound. And of course, I tried to do something unstructured and ended up playing Que Sera Sera, right? Anybody remember that song from the 1960s? And of course, as I spoke about in the last episode, so much of theme has to do with memory. So as I've said many times, once you start playing something, it's going to remind you of something else. And so I did something like this. And I thought, oh, that's, you know, that's kind of mean to the audience to play these clustery octatonic figures, even though they are structured in their own way. So I played a C major chord. And because of what I played earlier, the trying to recreate my thought process, but I was doing this in the non-thematic section just before. And that apparently led me to which, again, is unintended, but in this case came out of the fact that I decided that I didn't want to be cruel and play some without a pleasant sound. 
of a C major chord. So there was some thought process or decision-making going into it, but it's kind of like a decision tree. You make a decision and you're led down another path. If I had decided not to do that, if there wasn't a part of me that is not antisocial and does want other humans to enjoy what I write or play, I could have just stayed with the clustery stuff. But again, that would have eventually, because of my personality, merged into some kind of thematic material. Because again, it wants to. If you follow the creative train of thought, it's almost impossible, unless you're a complete jerk, to not be thematic. Now, having said that, there are people, as I've discussed last episode, who, by virtue of their particular aesthetic, avoid theme. There's a whole class of improvisers who do this. They may stay with an idea for 10 seconds, but then it's off to something else. And composers. They are perhaps more interested in the overall sound, the ambience, or the feeling sans musical ideas. And musical ideas are always, to some extent, thematic. As soon as something is stated, as I've said before, it potentially becomes part of the theme. So if I go back to my synth sound here, and this time I'm going to pick something different, which I'm randomly picking from a list of sounds here. I'm semi-randomly. I'm so this is, well, this brings up a very funny point about this idea of decision-making. In the world of virtual music making, which is all of these instruments I have are on the computer and they're all virtual. They're not, this is not a real synth. There are, in a sense, unlimited choices, which is probably not good from the creative standpoint. So much of creativity stems from the idea of being limited in a given piece of music or in your choices. The piano can't sound like a French horn. The French horn can't imitate a harp. So in the world of virtual instruments where you can keep adding new sounds, I have this collection. This is, I don't have to say what it is. They're not paying me. They're not my sponsor yet. I'm looking at this list and it's alphabetical. It's sorted alphabetically. I could sort it by type or by designer of the sound. So in this case, it's alphabetical, and I just landed in the D section. <laughs> so I, I'm seeing dark Avery, dark Cosmos, dark noise, death wish, death ray. Let's see what death wish sounds like. <laughs> Yeah, that would mute. That may lead to a death wish if you had to hear that over and over. For today's mid-episode break, I'd like to talk about Bandcamp. It's a site where I, well, camp a lot of my music, including stuff that, for a variety of reasons, has not been released to the streamers. These include some amazing live recordings from the previous century with my old band, The Revolution Ensemble. Check out the TRE Jazz Quartet Live and albums that are in the works but not yet officially released like One Human Minute, my collection of one-minute songs. 
And finally, there is the really early stuff, like a jazz trio album I recorded when I was 19, my first real recording session. There will be more to come, but subscribers will always get first access, so maybe subscribe or something. Check out the link in the show notes or go to petersaltzman.bandcamp.com. Back to the show. So my point is that the unlimited choices basically, in the end, become limited because I am limited and I see just on my screen like 10 choices from the D's and... I pick one and I go with it and it's kind of like the quantum view of reality where reality collapses into the choice you make. It's a quantum wave of infinite possibilities but we are only capable of the finite so we make a choice and that happens here with my list of synths appearing on the screen before me but also with the themes i make a choice i made the choice not to play endless meaningless clusters of piano sound and go back to and that led me down the tree decision tree to Sera Sera. how does this relate to my original theme which i've forgotten so i'm going to stop and go back and listen to it and see if that faster theme that ended up being Sera 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 is it three times no it's just twice see if that led me in some way to this so hold on i'll be right back so the original theme was this And while I don't hear that much connection to the other thing that I came up with, I do end up kind of referencing that. association led me to fly me to the moon because simply because this theme that I played at the beginning if you listen to fly me to the moon that second part of the phrase So it was there for the taking, like it was just hanging around in my memory. 
And as soon as I did this enough and arrived at a chord with it that referenced Fly Me to the Moon by accident or by some subconscious memory of Fly Me to the Moon, which I've you know, been playing since I was, what, 14, because I played it at background parties, and I've heard Frank Sinatra's version with Count Basie Orchestra, which is really a fantastic version, and not just because of Frank, I think more because of Count Basie's orchestra, whoever arranged that. What a fantastic arrangement, by the way. So all these things are coming together. Limitation. I talked about just the D's being in my view on my synth, and so I'm staying with those. But theme itself is limited because there's only so many kinds of note collections that will be memorable. Now, this sort of contradicts what I've said, that any kind of sound can be thematic, including this. But it can be an element of a theme. It can play a role, like a character in a play. In this case, a particularly perhaps violent character. But eventually, something more song-like seems to want to emerge, at least in the way I approach things. So in that sense, there's a limit. And it's not that you aren't coming up with something new or original. It's just that it inevitably evokes something else and will lead you back to something else. Thank you. 
And I realize that I haven't answered the question. K sera sera to that. Whatever will be, will be. Where do themes come from? Maybe your dreams. So maybe it's hard to grasp exactly where themes come from, but I do know where they're going. In the next episode, I'm going to explore the way themes become the cells of musical structures, like songs and sonatas. Stay tuned for that.